Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Mikel Arteta and Arsenal finally conquer Man City with a late Gabriel Martinelli winner and leapfrog. Pep Guardiola's side in the table. Scott McTominay provides two heroic goals off the bench in a late 2-1 win over Brentford. And Foster Goglu and Tottenham find themselves top of the table after defeating Luton Town 1-0 with 10 men. And Liverpool concede a late Lewis Dunk equaliser to draw Brighton 2-2 at the Amex. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. All right, Robbie Earl. Um, hope you enjoyed your little weekend off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, the sun looks like it's lovely Thank shining you, sir, over lovely. there and enjoying your little weekend. And mm-hmm. we had a busy weekend in the studio. And of course, the the highlight, the signature, the headline game was Arsenal against Manchester City. Wow. Um, we've got yeah. a late goal. Gabriel Martinelli scored, Rob, in the 86th minute. Arsenal win the game 1-0. Yeah. They're going to win the league, aren't they? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I still stick with my City team. With players to come back, um, hitting form slightly better, the individuals to play better. But, Rob, um, great game without it being Mm. the most exciting game of football, but tactically Mm. and um, kind of mentality-wise in the game, there there was so much going on between two teams. My sort of takeaways, Rob, sort of from probably second half onwards, uh, was... This was a day when when I felt Arsenal earned the respect from City. I thought at times they were difficult to play through. At times they um, <clears throat> had a good had, had, had a good setup that made it difficult for, for City to play their their sleek football. At times threatened to get forward without really being super exciting in the top end of the pitch. And and, and my and my sort of headline takeaway was. For the first time, I felt Arsenal were happy to be Arsenal. I didn't think they were intimidating anybody. I didn't think the players were trying to worry too much about City in terms of you know individuals or players. I thought they, they, their kind of game plan was perfect for them. When a little bit, albeit in, in, in what ended up being not a classic game of football, it was a brilliant way for Arsenal to win the match because Arsenal are not always going to bring their football and be able to outplay some of the best teams. They showed me another element, which is something I think is is a strength of Arsenal. While not playing probably at the level they were last season, they're finding more resilience and ways to win. And the Martinelli goal was a great example of that. So I just thought it was a really big, important day for Arsenal to be Arsenal, for Arteta to be Arteta, and for Arsenal to win that game is a massive boost for the rest of the season. Do you think, we'll talk a lot about Mikel Arteta, I'm sure, Rob, but... If I think about previous games with these two, there's been games where we've both watched it yeah. and we're like, 
Wow, like he's getting a bit of a lesson here, Arteta. He's get, he can't get close to City. Yeah. They're playing in between them, playing around them. They can't stop them playing. They get caught in the press. Remember when of... they went big to Holland that one year, when they thought they'd press and then he was that's, going long to Holland. That's and they it. They, they figured out ways. Just, I, yeah. Uh -huh. I, I just think, Rob, that it was, a, it was I said it afterwards, um, after the game on, in, in the studio, it was like, credit to... Uh, it, it, yeah, it wasn't a, a silky game, but... but you know, that's, that's, that's good. When you play against Man City, if you can make it a little bit scrappy, mm. and if you can stop their... So what, what a city. Their, their intricate patterns, their technical players, they get into areas that receive the ball, and you're like, oh... And they, and they find a way to penetrate after that possession. Arsenal stopped it at source. We didn't see... I mean, how many times have we yeah. talked, Rob, about Phil Foden finding little pockets of space? Julian Alvarez, who's been brilliant this season, finding yeah. little pockets. Rico Henry got a ton of credit... Uh, midweek in the Champions League game, the way that he found space. There wasn't any today. And that's got to be credit to Arsenal. The midfield players and the wide players, Trussard played narrow as well. It was a game where everybody, it seemed like, wanted to be, apart from the fullbacks, in midfield. You know, trying to find yeah. those little, mm. you know, what's the, the little phrase now, the half space, when you're not really wide, you're the not really space. central, yeah, yeah. you're in between yeah. those. Lots of people wanted a bit yeah. of that. Well, talks about the pockets. The little pockets, half spaces. That, both teams wanted to do that, so they nullified. So the yeah. fullback stayed wide, the front players didn't get much ball, and the game, for the most part, was kind of fought, challenged, in the middle third of the pitch. That being said, you know, just the way that the, the rhythm went, Rob, I thought City... City's press, pressing was better first half. Arsenal found it difficult to play out. Yeah. We should talk David Ryer at some point in, in regards to that. And Arsenal, mm. to be fair, yeah. to be fair to Arsenal, second half, much quicker, much more aggressive on the press. And they earned the right, I think, as you said early on, with territory, with pressing. City got flat. And they got you know, yeah, a little bit of fortune with the deflected goal. But who cares? They, they were in a position to use those subs. Yeah. The four of them combined for that goal. I just thought... Just on that, Rob, the, the, the setup of Arteta, is he finally found a bit of a. I'm not saying there's a crack the code because there's so many different codes to crack with Pep, but today, did he do the right yeah. things tactically to nullify the strengths that we normally see with Man City? I think so. Um, and, and, uh, and again, it's probably not a day for, for great individuals, but as ever, mm. you pick through. You know what, what I was thinking, Rob, and, and, it, and it's a point that I'll bring up quite early in our, in our little discussion here, of how much Rodri was missed yeah. for, um, yeah. for City. Mm. And, and, you know, three defeats while he's been out. There's absolutely no yeah. doubt that, yeah. that, you know, how integral he is. You know, we can talk about the De Bruyne's and, the, you know, the, 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 the more creative flair players. Um, but on the other hand, Rob... Declan Rice for, for Arsenal, mm. not necessarily in terms of... I didn't think it was a brilliant football day. He wasn't making loads of great runs and that. But Declan Rice allows Mikel Arteta other options that weren't there last season. When he played next to... He, he can play as, as, as a double six when he had to, and they picked up the, the two spare... You know, with Bernardo deep, they picked up the two spare Rico guys Lewis who are normally yep. the ones who, who cause you problem. Yep. Rico looks at... And him and Jorginho did a job, Rob. Didn't allow him to get into the game. Rico Lewis was... You know, he was knitting things together. He wasn't affecting the game in a mm. way. There's a responsibility that... Declan Rice, part of why Declan Rice was bought, part of why Man City wanted Declan Rice was today's like day. When Rodri wasn't there, Declan Rice for Man City, they'd probably win the game. Arsenal got Declan Rice. On days like today, he brings another element. Rob, there's a security, there's a physicality. And I didn't think he had the best footballing game, but just his 
presence, his understanding, his shielding, his knowing when maybe he can make a run and push the team forward and be a bit aggressive on the press. It gave them another option that I didn't think they have before or they can rely on in the same way before. And as you, I, as you were, were alluding to, I thought it gave Arteta a way to build up, a way to make it difficult for City. City weren't slick today. There was no, there was no great City football today. Mm. Little moments when they worked mm. it in a couple of hours. But mm. it wasn't that kind of where football finds a way. Football didn't find a way for City today. Yeah. You know what, I'm, I'm going to follow up on that point, Rob. I think it's a very, very, very important point. Declan Rice's ability to play as a number eight on the left-hand side. Mm. So if there's two eights in a, in a three-man midfield, you have one yeah. hold at the central, number six, which today yeah. was Jorginho. It could be Thomas Partey. Yeah. If you've got Declan Rice in the Granite Xhaka role, if you like, and Martin Odegaard where he plays on the right-hand side, now there's a little bit of fluidity there with the way the shape and stuff. That's different. Yeah. I like it better. Now, I don't necessarily like Jorginho mm. being the holding player because I worry about him defensively yeah. without the ball. Thomas Partey, when he gets back to full mm. fitness, could be that guy because yeah, Rice yeah. gives you that left-sided midfield, which we all know, Robbie Earl, was Kai Havertz yeah. was the signing to play in that Granite Xhaka That's role. That's where he should have gone, yeah. I do, yeah. I do the midfield player in me, <clears throat> right? I kind of like the mm. balance of... A party slash Jorginho holding and a rice. Yeah. Because it gives the ability to get forward. And when times need it, just like Granit Xhaka, he can trot side by side. You know, if I'm, if I'm Jorginho, mm. you know what? Deck, come back here. Let's, let's figure this out. Odegaard, you go in the number 10. Yeah. Let's put in the wingers. Th- that's a better option than Havertz doing that. Havertz can't do that. Mm. So I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of yeah, like yeah. that. I know that Declan Rice mm. Rob is world class as a number six, the, the deeper player. But in this blend yeah. and balance, I think it's a really important part of the... And I'll go back to my old cliche, and I'm sorry if, if I say it too many times. Artists and soldiers, Rice is a soldier. Mm-hmm. Habits is an artist. Yeah. And, and, and Rice is a soldier that can paint a little bit, if you want to use that analogy as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that balance, <laughs> that blend, that little difference in physicality and, and muscle and defensive know-how and knowledge and desire can make a difference. And I think you, may, you hit on a great point there, Rob. That blend's a little different, and I liked it. I liked it. And maybe that's one of the reasons, Rob, why, you know, Arsenal... Um, would you... And I'll throw it back at you as a question. Did Man City, Rob, just kind of... Not run out of ideas, but just, just, just go flat? Just got fed up with the Arsenal intensity. Maybe that bending... They, they were a little flat, Rob. I, mean, I, mean, I can't remember mm. ever talking yeah. about City in big games. Oh... They've gone, oh, they, they, went, they went down and, and sat back and happy with the point. Yeah, so, so, so I'll put it, uh, I'll answer it in two ways. One, I, I think you were right. I, I, it felt, Rob, watching, there was a sense of City like, OK, we know we got the measure of Arsenal. We'll take a point and we'll move on. We're not great today. I thought the spark in the, in, in the top end of the pitch wasn't really there. Foden couldn't affect the game. I thought Ben White did a, a good job one side. Alvarez... Never really got yeah. linked in with, nope. with Holland. They couldn't join up. Bernardo Silva, who maybe can spark something because of his, his lovely ability and things, was too deep was to really affect yep. that part the of the game. Yep. Um, so in, in those respects, Rob, it, it was a bit like... I almost felt like City... City were OK with the draw, going to the Emirates, mm. all that's, you know, maybe. one of the chasing teams. I thought it looked like they were draw. And, and it was a bit too... And this is a credit to Arsenal that... They didn't accept and pushed. 
and also it's it's also a, a slight compliment for City because as you say, in what is it, five titles out of six or some crazy number he's got four out of uh, uh, Pep and and, mm. and going for four straight. Yeah. Over that period, I could say on one hand, could you say the amount of days when they are a bit flat? On one hand, mm. in five, six seasons, mate. Mm. Mm. It's, it, it just doesn't happen. So, mm. listen, we, we were talking, remember a few weeks ago, we, we jumped down a invincible, could they win every game? Mm. No. This is what mm. the Premier League showed you. This is human nature of what mm. we saw today, Rob. But I've got, I got a really important point I want to bring up, and, and it's interesting because I don't know if you saw much before we went on air, but there was a little confrontation down the tunnel, my friend. So apparently Cal Walker has been walking off. I didn't realise the set-piece coach at Arsenal is formerly a set-piece coach at, at Man City. Right. Now, the guy looks like he's gone across. Whether he said something and put his hand out to shake or I don't know at the moment... But these, these, these some scenes that are, are, are running and one or two people are talking about it. And Pep was asked, asked after it in an interview that he did uh, later on. And he said, I know what's happened. We're going to keep it to ourselves. There was a little bit of, of something going on, push and shove. The two teams, Haaland got involved. Stewards had to get people down the tunnel. It, it got a little bit angsty. It got a little bit, you know, there, there was definitely tempers flaring. And part of me looked at that, Rob, and went, good. Not in a, I want to see a, a, a mass well. T- teams at the very top of this Premier League who fought it out and challenged sometimes don't like each other. And for Arsenal, I'll take it as the biggest compliment that Man City aren't smiling, going down the tunnel, saying they're the best team, you know, they push us so far, pat us on the back and have the three points and go down the road. They're not doing that today. But likewise for Arsenal, for Man City, the respect that, you know, you're now the team maybe, I wouldn't say they fear, because I don't think City fear mm. anyone, but they start to see you as a serious rival. Mm. You know, go back to the, the, the Wenger and, and, and Ferguson days and, and the, you know, Mourinho coming in and the Wenger. And, and the, those big teams, when you're fighting for that top prize, Rob, at times don't like each other. And I think it's been a bit nice for Arsenal to be playing against Man City. Man City win and, you know, Man City say a lot of nice things about Arsenal and Arsenal... Thing. I thought it was good today that, you know what, if we don't have to be best friends for 90 minutes, we don't have to be best friends, but we're, we're, we're seriously coming for this title. And, and I don't know what's going on. I think there might be a few things that will come out uh, maybe over the course of the next few days. But uh, it was just an interesting scene. If you get a chance to have a look at it, Rob, some, it, some it, shots are you saying, media, et cetera. Are you, I did see a little bit of that. We didn't, we didn't couldn't stay on the pictures for the whole time. Are yeah. you saying yeah. that... You know, Pep and Man City are a little bit patronising to Arsenal. You know, they don't really believe um, they're... A, no, no, I, I, I think that's what you... you know, there's like, a bit... Yeah, there's a bit of that, and there's a bit of, like, let's keep it nice and, we, you know, if we keep it nice, they'll be in their place, they'll be second, yeah. we can say nice yeah, stuff yeah. and we'll go yeah, down Yeah, we'll say the they're a challenger, but they're not really. I feel like... Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and they're a great team and they've got a great manager. Today, when it, it got ruffled, today when it wasn't City's day and that... There's a bit of un- there's a bit of mm, didn't really like that today. They've got beat Man City mm. that they don't normally do, mm. and they've reacted like champions. They, and, and I'll tell you what, I guarantee you, mate, when they come back after the international break, they'll be at it because that's what they've done all the time. Remember the West Brom draw a couple of years ago? Fernandinho pulls them all together. They go unbeaten on, on yeah, a run. Yeah, I know. I know they're they, they, they've had a Spurs win. A Spurs win wasn't it a couple of years ago when they won? Pep goes mad. The players go mad. They go on a run. 
this is what what gets them no, going. Don't. But I just it was just the the change of, of that perspective. A bit like yeah, a bit not con- condescending. Maybe it's too strong a word, but a bit like yeah, we know Arsenal. Mm. They, they play really nice football. Yeah, they're a good close, team, but, but yeah. they're not going to win the title. Mm. Yeah. Today maybe was a first sign that Chelsea, that Arsenal can ruffle the feathers, and now you know it's back on Arsenal to to show that they can continue. Rob, before we before we move on to the next game, there's three there's three things I want to ask you about in this yeah. game, right? Three opinions here. Number one, okay, David Raya. Cool. I know where you come. And one. this is the first bit. This is oh, this is first, Ooh, first okay. of you, first you, of you've three. You've let me in with the easy one. You've, da- you've let da- me in the easy David one. David Raya first, yeah. wanted, demanded by the football club, much better with his feet. Yeah. Um, Really interesting, mate. I, I don't know if he looks that comfortable with his feet. I'll tell you what he can do, and Tim Howard made a great point. No, so, he's good at pinging the ball. Yeah. His long passing is really, really good. Yeah. I don't know whether mm. his decision-making, yeah. Rob, some of the balls that he tries to play out, I yeah. don't know if he's looked that great, Robbie Earl, in terms of with the bit that we thought he was going to be good at. I know, yeah. So, so that, it's, it's a great point, and, and I wanted to get to it. I, I've written it on my list. I, I didn't see this as well. I thought Kovacic might be top, but it's number two. I know you're going to get me it's to number him two. in a minute. He's number two. <laughs> so I've got a David Raya one, because David Raya's an interesting one. So, do you know, as I was watching the game, Rob, and we, you all watch it from a perspective of, like, if I'm a midfield, we both play midfield, and if I'm being asked, not forced, but told to go back and build up from the play, and sometimes have my back to play and know mm. my goalkeeper's playing in, Rob, mm. i got to know that he understands what I want, where I want the ball, or if I want the ball. You know what I mean? I've got to have mm. a real trust in him that sometimes I'm coming and the geezer's right behind me and you can see the guy behind me and I'm actually, I don't yeah, really want this. Want or if you're going to yeah. give it me, you've got to give it me so I can play one touch. I think his understanding, Rob, at times of... Of managing that situation is poor. Sometimes I think he's too slow when he should be quick, playing quicker. Sometimes I think he's too quick when actually the ball's back to him. Nobody's pressing him. He can slow down and we can all decide whether we're going to get another angle. It's almost like his, his management, his, his understanding, his, his rhythm of those moments don't look as great as I thought they'd no. be. But, and I'm going to give you a big but here, uh, Musty, and, and it's a thought that I had. I think him getting through that first half, because at some point I'm thinking, he's going to let a goal in here. Well, I thought he might stop him out. He got through it, Rob. They've kept it. They, yeah, they, they got, he's got through it. They've got a clean sheet, mm. and he's out the other side. I just wonder if that might okay. be a big mm. game for him. Okay. I just wonder, yeah. and, and yeah. you're right, if we, if we go to another big, you know, if they face Liverpool or they face Tottenham, and he has one of the, again, yeah, and, you know, I know playing the derby made a great say, but we start to see a bit of that, because in fairness to Ramsdale, I never got the sense those big games affected him. I think, listen, he made some errors in bigger and smaller games, Southampton games and whatever, mm. but I never felt like, oh, this looks a bit big for him. I never got that sense with Ramsdale. Okay. Let's go on to number two. Mateo Kovacic, Robbie Two challenges mm. that we showed in the highlight. We, we pulled it out at the end of the game. We, we do pull outs at the end of the game when we feel yeah, something's really important. Yeah, it's a good, um, it's a good First challenge out, yeah. on Odegaard that slid in. Studs was kind of slightly yeah. up. They clipped the ankles, really. Um, yeah. uh, it was A yellow card was on field. No change to a red card. Um, and then the second no, challenge, that another foul that didn't get a yellow card, which yeah. I personally felt was that is kind of a yellow card. So my quick synopsis of it is yellow and a half, not quite a red on the first one, which is my, mm. my opinion on that challenge. It wasn't quite a red card. But the second one, the second 
challenge just a few minutes later was also a yellow card offence. He's sliding in, nowhere yeah. near the ball, yeah. takes out the player. It's kind of reckless. I just thought that was a stonewall yellow card, which would have been two yellow cards and out of the game, which would have, of course, helped Arsenal at that point. Do you see it any differently to that, Rob? Or is this... Is this I mean, I, I no. didn't see anybody I yet. You, I thought you and Tim were... I thought you and Tim were across it perfectly. The first one is a clear, clear yellow card. And, Rob, there's arguments that in, in some circumstances, if that was red, yeah. it would have been difficult. But I'm, out, I, I'm kind of pleased the first one was deemed as a yellow stayed with the on-field decision yellow card. Yeah. Fine. The second one is a clear yellow. Is, is, is a clear yellow. So yeah. he's got to go. I mean, it was interesting when Bex asked you, which is, is a good question, what, what would you do? I think, you know, and taking him off is probably the thing maybe most of us have done or think, right, just get him out of the frame because mm. if he makes one silly challenge, everybody's on mm. it. Mm. But I think with Pep, it's about I'll make the right decision for my team, mm. for my players, my not players. with the fans, not with the ref. Yeah, and, and, and listen, he stayed on and, and it didn't mm. end up be, being anything more. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, I thought there were two clear yellows, one possibly a red, but might have been harsh. And, you know, with the Jota thing, I'm saying, OK, first one yellow, second one yellow, he's got to go. So last one before we move on, Rob, and uh, our favourite our favorite subject, yeah. and shut it down. If you want to shut it down pretty quickly, you can shut it down. Erlen Haaland's <laughs> Rob, non... non very few touches again, mm. and I know I, you know, I know what I know. I know his goals record. I know that he doesn't have many touches. Yeah. Is it yeah. okay though for yeah. City to play a game like that, and he don't really have any impact on the game whatsoever? <laughs> you can um, you can shut me down, by the way. Unless is there anything well, in it? Yeah, I'm, big... not, I'm not going to shut you down. I'm not going to shut you down because I, I I like the question on 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 two fronts. The first front is when he's in the starting lineup before, before a ball's kicked, and we say. He might not have that many. I've yeah. got, I think Graham or so was saying before the game, 20, 20 or 25 touches does he have a game yeah. On, yeah. on average? Scores every fourth touch. So before ball's kicked, yeah. we kind of know, know what yeah. kind of game he's going to have. And we go, we'll live with it because he, he's going to have a moment. Mm. At half-time, Rob, I'm thinking, and Bex asked, I think both of you guys, you know, who do you, who do you fancy? You said just City. I think Tim's a little bit more Arsenal. Mm. I would have probably fancied just City. You know the reason why? Because at both ends of the pitch, if yeah. I've got Enketi and I've got Haaland, I'd probably yeah. guess the other fellow's going to do something. Yep. Now, now the other... And can I finally give you another answer to the Haaland thing, which I thought was, was, was pretty obvious today? William Saliba, by the way, my friend, yeah, went yeah. pretty much with him and, and, and didn't yeah. get a kick. What? No. By the way... I looked at his numbers, 100% duels, 97% possession played. But, I mean, not, not in any way feared him, not in any way felt threatened by him. He's a good footballer, he's got pace, he's got strength, he went one-to-one, -one, he showed him body. I mean, Arsenal looked so much different, Rob, with that centre-back pairing. That centre-back pairing and Declan Rice... Mm could be the difference for Arsenal. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, William could Saliba now, I, I, I'm struggling. I'm just thinking of a better centre-back in the Premier League right now than William Saliba. I don't know whether there's yeah. one. I mean, Van Dijk yeah. will be mentioned by some. Um, mm. I, I mean, Saliba's coming on unbelievably well. Um, but anyway, yeah, we should yeah. move on, mate. Yeah. But it was, a, it was a big, big victory for Arsenal. Yeah. Congratulations so, to them. Yeah, big game. It's a massive game. Yeah. yeah, well done, Arsenal. Just before the break, massive yeah. win uh, against it. Back-to-back -back defeats for City in the league, Rob. First time since... Yeah. 2018, Somewhere I believe, like something like Somewhere that. Like that incredible. Yeah. Crisis. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... 
get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clear at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, Manchester United, Robbie. <laughs> yeah. Man United, oh my God. Oof. They win the game 2-1. Scott you McTominay. start me off with Man United, because I've, I've, I've had a good chat. So you start me oh. off with your... Overview of a okay. Manchester United 2-1 win, two late goals by a substitute who comes on yep. that gives incredible scenes that we're all in football for those kind of moments, but give me a more thoughtful opinion of Manchester United and where we are despite a 2-1 win against Brentford at home. I think you know, I think you know what I'm going to say. Um... <laughs> Listen, first off, I mean, the, 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 the determination to flip and find a way is admirable. Mm. I know that the, this is inbuilt now, Man United, given the history with previous managers and titles won, etc., late goals, etc., etc. That is great. The desperate nature to the football, and what I mean by desperate nature to the football is when, you know, like, I'm a, you know, we've got to find a way here. We've got to find a way. It's usually the desperation comes in the last 10, 15 minutes. It came early. You know, they conceded a goal. 26 minutes, I think it was Matthias Jensen scores uh, for Brentford. And then they kind of went into desperate mode. The fans demand that. I get home against Brentford. Um, And then you get into the Man United, Rob, that looks chaotic. It looks chaotic. (laughs) And with people popping up in different spots and, like, you know, a little bit gung-ho and, and, and like, whatever it takes, we've got to find a way to get back into it. And they did that. My only, my only kind of concern is you, you can't play like that every week. It, it wasn't as if it was a, a, a kind of thoughtful, structured, rhythmed way to get back in and win the game. It was a desperate football plan from the team, and they found a way. And, they, and, and well done to the subs that was made by the coach. I mean, he came in the 87th minute, yeah. Scott McTominay, Rob. But, and, and the fans yeah, loved minutes, it. Yeah. And it and, but <clears throat> there's something that's still troublesome or worrisome that... 
Yeah. Wow, it looks so blimmin' off. Not off the cuff is maybe it's a little bit too harsh, Robert. But some of the players that they've got, I mean, there's a there's a big lack of form of certain players. You know, there's just no grooved nature to Manchester United. They find a way to win the game. Well done. But you can't. I mean, you can't you can't sit there if you're a Man United fan, super confident of the future, given it was like the World Cup yeah. final victory at the end of the whistle when they beat Brentford um, 2-1 at Old Trafford. Am I being harsh here on Manchester United, yeah. my friend? No, because I think we're, we're... Listen, we're, we're observers of the football club, that a club that we understand its value, have played against these teams, have known what success means realise its size in Europe, in the world, you know, the reach of things. So we're not just going to jump on that. It's a great 2-1 win yeah. that's got McTominay, because yeah. that's important. And, and that's an important... Listen, Manchester United can still find ways with individuals because yes. of a, a, a legacy that's been around our football club to have those moments. And, and you know quality. what? We should enjoy those moments, because... Mm. Yeah, and they're special moments, Rob. When, with 10 minutes ago, you put a sub on a kid who's come through the academy from five years of age, and he gets two goals in seven, eight-minute spell that wins you a match. It, it's magical. And the, if the fans go home, and some of them go home happy, and that's fine because they go happy if Man United win and maybe not so happy when, when they lose. So we, we should enjoy that, and we should never poo-poo that and put it down because it's an important element of football. Just because we've been in it and played it, not everybody wants to break it down. But, Rob, if this is going to happen at half-time, Manchester United got booed off. Ten minutes before we get into injury time, those fans are probably all for leaving, all for getting ready to boo again, because that was unacceptable, what they see. I wrote a couple of things down, Rob, and I didn't quite... I just wrote them down in terms of, as I was watching things, there's a bit of a... I don't know if fear is the right word, but there's no... People don't want to take risk at, at Man United with, with their passing, with their movement, with their ball, when they've got it, taking people... It's like a lack of something. Confidence, I don't know. There's an untidiness about Manchester yeah. United that, that's yeah. awkward, Rob. They're, a, yeah. they're untidy. Yeah. When you look at Brighton and Villa <laughs> they're and not that, pleasing on the eye. They look untidy mm. like they need to smarten up your Man United. And the other thing, Rob, it looks... And, and I wrote the word down again. It was just a word. They look unrehearsed. Do you yeah. know, like, yeah. they've not done yeah. the reps. Yeah. They've not done the reps, so we know where we are. It just, yeah. it, and, and, and I'm thinking, this is Man U. Man United aren't untidy. Untidy could be Nottingham Forest when they come up, or yeah. untidy could be Wimbledon back in the yeah. day. We were untidy, because that's how we played. But they, Man United, with what they've spent and what they've got, shouldn't be untidy, mate. And it, it, it brought me to my, my conclusion was that, it, you know, it's brilliant for Scott McTominay, and he's got his couple of goals. And I, and I pose a question, Rob. Is he part of Manchester United's best 11? I would say no. Should he play in the next game away at Sheffield United? I'd probably say yes. All right, my friend. That brings me nicely. That brings me nicely into my very easy pick for underappreciated performer, who is Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay is vastly mm. underrated at the football club right now as it stands. He are, uh, the, with the okay. influx of Casemiro, of Amrabat, of Mason Mount, yeah. of other people that play in there, you know, he, he is cast aside. Eric wants to move forward with more quality players. You know, McTominay's a little bit basic. You know, I think he suffers, Rob. 
He suffers and has suffered from the, 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 the joking of the, what they call it, the McFred midfield. The McFred McField. Yeah, yeah. Of McTominay and, McFred, yeah. and Fred. Yeah. And it ain't silky. Mm. It's not mm. silky. But one player, probably either player, by the way, would look a lot better if the other was a little bit more silky. I think Scott McTominay, Rob, mm. has enough attributes to be in the starting eleven. There you go. So there I disagree with you. I disagree with you. The, so the, you would say he's part of Manchester United's best 11 Well, players, I don't see any Scott other McTominay. midfield player now playing well enough to say he shouldn't be in the team for me. I don't see Casemiro playing very well. well His legs have looked a lot weaker from what we've seen. Mason Mount is a more attack-minded player. Sofram Amrabat, maybe, maybe. McTominay is tough. He gets his foot in. He's got, he runs into the goal. Ericsson... Is, is part of part of the stopgap nature that were a few signings at this football club. Listen, yeah, Rob, I'm yeah. not there yet, right? I'm not there yet. Mm. I, I've got a big Man United rant coming on. What I feel this club <laughs> needs, right? And it, it, yeah. it is a absolute total strip down. Total strip down from every part of the football department of that football club needs to be stripped down and ripped so, so up hold, hold, and started hold me again. There a minute. You got to hold me there a minute. So let, let's just get Scott and let's give Scott the the you know the credit of underappreciated because he is underappreciated. They were going to try and get him out the door to West Ham and was it Newcastle and even Bayern Munich got mentioned. Body body blah, and he is underappreciated because you know what? Without him at the weekend, we're talking about serious problems with this three straight defeats and, and all the rest of it. And he and he gets goals, Rob. Whether he's in the best eleven, I would debate that. But let, let's have that debate. Where you're moving to, the bigger picture of, you know, at the start of our conversation, is the strip down. Is the, okay, this thing needs totally rebuilt. Correct. Have we not been there? Is, is this not where we, we're... Wasn't this start point one for, for Ten Hag? Nope. Wasn't this... Isn't most of these players Ten Hag's players? No. Nope. So are you, are you suggesting somebody else? Are you suggesting we continue this route? Or are you contesting we, we, we go back and start... The whole thing again with Eric Ten Hag. We start the whole thing again, Rob. And why I wasn't sure about yeah. saying this today is we still have the same ownership, right? And this, what I'm mm. talking about, can't happen that until... That look like it's changing it, anytime yeah, well, soon. Well, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. It's, it's the only way that what I'm suggesting will ever happen is if a new owner takes place. Mm. Let me give you a little analogy. I'm not sure it's yeah. great, but just consider the new ownership... The Chelsea Football Club. And that is a total yeah. strip down. A total strip down. All directors, yeah. CEO, chairman, directors of football, manager, academy staff, first team staff, everything. A total strip down. And listen, it ain't going okay. brilliant right now, but that's what they've done. Yeah. Another example, Robbie Earl. Arsenal Football Club. Not quite a total strip down, but a big strip down. No. New director of football in Edu. Different manager, Mikel Arteta. An absolute exodus of the David Luiz, your Aubameyang, your other players that were not up to job that Uno Emery had to try and deal with, Rob. Stripped off. Stripped yeah. down. Everybody gone. A whole new playing yeah. staff. And look what's happened after their big strip down. I could even say it a little bit. It's a force. Tottenham. Over half of the team is different. They've got rid of Paratici is gone. They've got rid of Antonio Conte. Yeah. They're bringing a new director of football in. The manager's different. That's, it's not the same degree. Now, back to Manchester United. 
the directors of football who's picked yeah. the recruitment that are struggling now, like your Anthony, your Jaden Sancho, your other players that haven't really done it, yeah. comes off of two people. Ed Woodward and John Murta, the directors of football, really, John in the Murphy, last the yeah. last few yeah. years, yeah. they've picked the players now that are struggling mm. to perform. When I'm talking strip down, you strip it down yeah. from the very top. How about a new chief executive of football, director of football, and then from down that, you have a whole new recruiting department in terms of who you pick. Now, yeah. whether Eric Ten Hag can still be the main coach, yeah, maybe he can. But everything around him, Rob, has to change. Back to the playing staff. They've made signings, Rob, in these last few years. And for Rans 30, you've got a, 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 a quick, yeah. um, um, uh, what they call the, a, a, a pla- you know, we call it a, a sticking plaster over issues. Christian Eriksen, uh, past yeah, his best. Yeah, just, yeah, Casemiro, yeah. past his best. Varane, past his best. Young players, expensive players that haven't really done it in Jaden Sancho. And Anthony still the jury's out on him. There's so many things that are the yeah. result of... Those directors making those big decisions, strip it all out, Rob. Start again with the squad, with the staff, yeah. with the directors. It can only happen if the ownership changes, and that's what I think we needs to happen, Rob. We saw it with Arsenal. They got rid of all these players that were, they were experienced and, and, and attitude and all that. Get rid of them all. They had young players coming through, which absolutely helped. I don't know whether Man United got the same bunch to come through, but does, yeah. hasn't it helped yeah. Arsenal when you stripped out everything and Chelsea are in the middle of trying to do it, that? It I'm saying Rob, United but... need it. I get your argument, and, and I don't disagree. I, where I'm a little uncomfortable is, I almost feel that, and I know you've picked John Murta in, uh, against the Ed Woodwards, and, and listen, some people would suggest that John Murta was the right guy. He's he's brought in a lot of players, Rob, who Ten Hogs has wanted. They've got rid of a number of players who Ten Hogs not wanted. Yeah, it, so, it so kinda, okay. And yeah, I, and is he I in know, it? Maybe he's in it as well. It, then. It's starting. It's starting to. It's starting to. It's starting to look like a ten hole team now. Yeah. It, it's not playing as well, and there's no. You know, it's untidy, as we said. But it's still a bit of a ten hole team. So I think you chuck him to in as well. Give him then, a Bob. total free pass on this. It's, All right. Yeah, I, I'm saying that's got to be up for debate because the other scenarios you've had, people have had to go. You know, Arteta had to go through the ten hog years to get to where they are now. And by the way. That was an ownership group that was getting hammered, the Cronkies. Yeah, yeah you know. They, they stripped it out, their They chased some big oh, changes. And, and then, yeah, then, but Manchester United made some big changes, Rob. The, the Ronaldos of the world going out, out the door. The, the, the play, I mean, what should they haven't they, been able to do been is, in? Is, is, is... There's so many, Rob. There's so many. Ronaldo, should, so? should he have come yeah. in? Oh, David oh, De Gea, should that yeah. have happened? Ah. You know, there's so many decisions, yeah. the big ones that we all thought oh. were good cause. Well, well, really, were they? Well, well, the problem you've got now is, in, and I, I, I named three players here. Casemiro, Rob, is, is, is a real anomaly because I can't quite work out how a player of, of that ability and that control last season seems to be, one, nowhere near the, the energy and, and the older, athletic Rob, he? levels. He's and older, two, isn't he? Almost as... He's playing like, yeah, he's also, but by the way, he's running in behind the centre forwards and doing, he, he looks like he's more interested yeah. in scoring goals than stopping goals, which isn't yeah. Manchester United's, well, it's sort of an issue, but what I get, I get him. The goalkeeper, Rob, is going to become an issue. If he keeps diving over balls like he keeps diving over balls at the moment, it's going to be an issue. Because you play, man, you talk about Raya for, for Arsenal. Onana at the moment fills me with no confidence whatsoever. It looks like if you can get a shot on target, you get 10 shots on target, two of yeah. them could end up yeah. in the back of that with this guy at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. He's all over the place. So that's got to change. 
And then there's another guy, Rob, and, and, and it's not easy always to be critical of somebody who does so much great work outside of football, has, has, has been a pillar and come through the, the club. Marcus Rashford, my friend, oh, is yeah. taken a, a massive step backwards since yeah. of the player we saw last year. Yeah. He's gone to the player we thought before last year where we say, mm. is he ever going to be consistent? Yeah. His decision-making, his body language, yeah. his ability to run back and be part of a, a, of a midfield that has to protect Rob. Mm. He has no inclination no, to not. do that whatsoever. No, no. No. Listen, mate, I mean, they, they three are your big players in your team. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, we, we, I guess we should... We, I mean, they won the game, right? They, they won the game. Yeah, and United fans might, yeah. be, might be yeah. frustrated now. I'm just mm. looking. They're 10th place in the league table. They're eight, I mean, they're eight points behind the top of the league table right now after, after eight games. I mean, it, I, I, I just... I don't know. Maybe they can find a way. And, and uh, I mean, th- th- remember, this, yeah. this was the most exens- expensively assembled squad in world football. A big report was out a few months ago saying that Man, Man United's team... You know, even United. ahead of the Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the United's team is the most expensively assembled squad in, in world football. And, and, <laughs> and so, so something with that, they're not getting a great bang, yeah. bang for the buck. That's what I'm saying. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm no, wrong for, for sure. bringing it up. I wasn't going to bring it up, Rob. But, it, you know, they won the game. We give him credit. Scott McTominay is yeah. my underappreciated performer. I think Correct. he's not bad. I think he's not bad. I wouldn't want to play against him. He's big. He's aggressive. He runs into the box. Got his couple of goals. Well done. Maybe, maybe we're all getting carried away with the foreign players and the, you know, yeah. the flair players. Maybe you know, that's what United have always had, haven't they? Yeah. Somebody, Darren Fletcher or somebody in that middle of the park who yeah. just does a good job for yeah. you. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia gusokumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clear skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clear skin at 16 weeks were still clear at 5 years. At one year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? In Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics, Friday, July 26th on NBC and Peacock. Okay. Good shot, my friend. Let's move it on to Kenworth Road, Luton Town. 
Um, managed to get their first win in the Premier League, uh, was it last weekend? But um, came up against a Tottenham team that were unbeaten as, as well in the league at the other end of the table. Tottenham win the game 1 0, courtesy of uh, Mickey van der Ven goal. Uh, another Madison assist, yeah. Robbie. His yeah. numbers and productivity just seems to be so impressive. But I think a good win for Spurs, another great win for Spurs as we go into the, um, into the international break, uh, unbeaten. Down to ten men, Basuma getting sent off for two yellow cards, yeah. and you know, another question asked of Ange and his team, and another sort of exercise of them coming through those questions. Yeah, I mean it's amazing, absolutely amazing. The biggest surprise of the season so far is Tottenham Hotspur, the top of the league table. It's incredible into the international break mm. in October. Um, I mean they, they benefited. Last weekend, from from poor refereeing, we know that a big, huge error. Yeah. They benefited yeah. in this game in a slightly different way. Adebayo misses from a few yards out. It, it, it's they are making mm. teams pay uh, when they don't take their opportunities. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. But they're finding ways. Madison is a star player. James yeah. Madison's been yeah. his work on the outside there to get around and pull the ball back with his left foot. And finding Van der Ben was excellent, and the big centre back. I mean kind of light on his feet to open up his hips and to poke it with his left foot, side foot yeah, into the back of the net finish, on, yeah. on 10 men nice where, finish. I mean, you know, he Basuma Rob was, you know, that's not, that's not good. Like we want, yeah, we don't want that. We don't want diving, you know, in the game. And I yeah. think, you know, yeah. we had JJ Watt in the studio, Rob, this weekend. And um, he was in around our studio for, for, yeah, much, yeah. for much part of the day. And, you know, as an NFL guy and a, an American football guy, and of course the American sports legend, if you like, he, he, yeah. he, Again, yeah. like many of my American friends, they don't get the diving, the flopping, as they call it. They, it, it, nah, it, it bothers flopping, them. Yeah. I mean, JJ's yeah. saying, like, he should be embarrassed <laughs> there. He should be embarrassed to, to throw himself <laughs> to the ground. And, yeah. and I said, yeah. I said, but, you know, in certain, certain parts of the world, it's seen as a skill to be able to deceive the referee and yeah, get a penalty down. or yeah. something. So Absolutely. I totally agree with him, by the way. I hate to see diving. Um, it's a shame because mm. they need to do that. Basuma's such a good player. He's having such a good season. Nah. So that made it harder for them, Rob. But they still, I don't know, at the moment, when it's going for you, it's going for you. And their football's great. The rebuild, yeah. I just hinted at them in my Man United rant. You know, they've changed half of the team. And yet it's so identifiable now, the, the Spurs team, the way that they play, the tactics yeah. that they use, the approach, the demeanour of the team. And they're winning. It's, it's amazing to see. Absolutely. Just heard uh, James Madison uh, was at a charity event today and, and was asked, obviously, about Tottenham and his start and playing for Ange. And he just had a couple of simple things, Rob, where he went, first of all, he's a really good man and you enjoy playing yeah. for him. Yeah. He said he's an excellent coach that's right. undervalued. He said, you know, he's worked with a few on the training ground. He said, excellent on the training ground. And he said he's, he's, he's endangered a team spirit amongst them, Rob, which he said... Not all great teams have, you know, all good individuals or good players, mm. but he said he's made us more of a group. And he mm. said those three things added to, you know, they've got a bit of ability, they're learning. Some might say they've had a bit of luck on, you know, anybody who doesn't score or mm. things that have gone, maybe gone for them. But they're absolutely the right. And um, it takes me, Bob, to my underappreciated performance oh, of the week. Go on, and then, who is it, it might be one who. It was slightly. Definitely under the radar, maybe one that people wouldn't think of. And Mickey van der Ven's getting a lot of plaudits for him coming into the league. I had him, Rob, Left didn't I? A couple of weeks ago. Good athlete. You well, had him a couple of weeks ago, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And, and, and scores the, the goal this weekend. But I'm going to go, mate, for his, his centre-back partner, Christian Romero, who 
In, in English football, when people come into the league, Rob, we, we watch them for maybe three or four games and then we go, right, it, we put opinion on them. Bosh, big fingerprint on the top of the head. <laughs> Romero's decent, but in, no emotional control, you know, fiery, <laughs> wants to get his foot in. And, and I know we both said, don't mind a bit of that fire mm-hmm. as long as he can control it, because mm-hmm. it's not a bad trait to have, certainly yeah, as a centre-half. Well, yeah, a what I've seen under Ange, Rob, is... A more tempered, controlled Romero. There's still been a bit of fire in there once or twice. Mm. I've seen a Romero who can pick a pass out, mate, from the right side with Van der Ben, hit a nice long di- diagonal, step into midfield and play if he has to and, and start an overload. Mm. I've seen a Romero who's happy to go one-on-one and defend when they squeeze in and those full-backs go on. I've seen a Romero who scores a goal at yeah. Brentford, yeah. has a concussion, wants to stay on, his manager drags him off, disappointed, but wants to play. I've seen a guy who looks to me at 25 years of age as though he's enjoying the maturity and the responsibility, being next to, in a young team, being next to a young centre-back, and every time I see him, Rob, I like him more. And the little bit of fire, I just think, John Terry had a little bit of that fire that made him different, and Nemanja Vidic, people go back, had a little bit of fire. They, They could play, Rob, but they also, you know, and they put their head in there. I don't mind that in a team, and Christian Romero's one of those players who won't get the plaudits, could it be Madison and Sonny and Van der Ven's come in and those full-backs. Mm. Christian Romero's been sneaky good for them mm. this season. I thought he was excellent at the weekend. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I like him. And he's a beast. I mean, I remember Ange said a couple of weeks ago that mm. in training... The players stay away in from him. In training, yeah. He's, a, he's an absolute animal. Yeah, I mean, which he's is good, isn't he? You aggressive. want one of them in your team, Rob, don't you? Where do we see him, mm. Rob? We saw him We saw him live. Was that the season before this one? Last season, we went to Villa Park. Season before. We Spur- saw Villa Park. Yeah, Spurs Villa. Yeah, Spurs, uh, Spurs yeah. beat him 4-1. Spurs, Spurs beat him 4 and, and he, but he looked tough. And he was I remember flying, being tackling them, flying God, on him. We were like, wow. Wow, he's a <laughs> tough, tough. I mean, you know, even the sound of him th- yeah, you know, tackling you. was like, God, this guy. So it's a good shout. I'll tell you what, mate. Yeah. We, we've had, I had yeah. Mickey van der Ven. You have him, Romero. I'll tell you what, Pedro Porro and, mm. and Udogi. Destiny Adogi. These guys aren't going to be far yeah. off. We, the next yeah. few weeks, we could have a whole Spurs mm. back four of underappreciated because yeah. we don't know. You know and by the way, let me chuck in... Let, and the goalie, chuck in the goalkeeper, by yeah, the way, I know. I know, done well, sneaky who, good. We, 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 you know, all these goalkeepers who we're talking about, oh, he looks dodgy. Yeah, absolutely right. We're not right. saying anything about Vicario, no, by the way. We're not. No, really, really good shout. Yeah, really good. And Spurs, fair play. Mm. I love it. I, I mean, I think this is a breath, breath yeah. of fresh air in the Premier yeah. League this year to have a Spurs. Absolutely. And, 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 I, and we've been to that stadium. It's an insane, it's an incredible stadium of 62,000 people. incredible. That now are like, I mean, this is away from home, but it's good to see those people enjoy themselves again. And all the Spurs yeah. fans that we know around NBC and stuff, like, this is fun to watch for them. Yeah. And, uh, guys, so unexpected. They shouldn't be doing this, given Harry Kane left the club. It, it must be nice if you're a Spurs fan yeah. not to be reliant on one guy, on one guy and Harry Kane to score all yeah. the goals. Goals and quality coming from the whole of the team is still a good news story. So, well done, Spurs. Found a way against Luton Town. Um, and Luton, you know, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see on Luton. They're going to fight all the way. Mm. Love, love the story. We know that and how hard it is to compete at this level. When they had the lowest, one of the lowest budgets in the championship last year and they got promoted. I mean, so difficult Absolutely. to be competitive. But, um, no, Spurs uh, and Romero's a good shout. Let's move on to the next game on our little list here. What have we the got? Amex. The mm. Amex. Go on, then. Brighton the 2, Liverpool Brian. 2. Yeah, two, two. Of, yeah, the game's going on at the same time. So, I, you know... I, 
Are you yeah. watching these different? I, you, I did have a little did look, you have at look at this. I, I, I had a little look at this Go one. On, yeah, I tried to have a look at this one because I, I was interested in Liverpool. So, yeah. sort of both teams, interesting, Mop. So, both teams have come out of Europa League football on a Thursday night. Bit of a different thing for Liverpool, who are in it. Interesting to see how serious they take it, depending on league. Brighton, first time in it, big thing for them, you know, getting used to, to all that. So, interesting game as we come. It kind of taught me watching the game, Rob. Uh, Brighton go ahead of Dingra, uh, Simon yeah, Dingra, uh, picked yeah, up nice on finish, some bad way. play on the back and, and yeah. lovely finish from distance against a very good goalkeeper, mate. He, yeah. he slid one in he got and him put early. Brighton ahead. Yeah, got him early. Bright, Brighton looked like then they're going to start the build up, but fair play to Liverpool. And there's something in Liverpool that I like, Rob. That the, the, the signs there of what I like of a Liverpool team that could get back to challenging. There's still, and I think it probably be the words we've said from, there's still a, and, and again, I, I try to pick my words carefully with Liverpool, there's still a vulnerability to Liverpool that, that's there in the back line that, that needs addressing and, and, and maybe the midfield setup, which was a bit different today. McAllister held Zobberswai on one yeah. side, Young Harvey Elliott okay. started uh, yeah. on, on the other side. Um, and then... As Liverpool got back into the game, and, and again, I want to, you know, you could underappreciated Mo Salah as great as he is, just continues to come up yeah, with goals, brilliant. mate. It's incredible, his, his productivity. So Liverpool then, you think, have got a chance. And um, Gravenberg, who come on as a sub, had a chance at 2-1, yeah, mate, to make that. it 3-1. Yeah. If it's 3-1 yeah. games over, Liverpool mm. win. Mm. They don't, don't get um, uh, an mm. equaliser, yeah. and it was probably a fair result. And I heard uh, Klopp say something, mate, because it's his eighth season in charge of Liverpool. I think it's the anniversary of his eighth eighth year in charge. And he talked about the league itself, and he said there were times in the league when teams like Brighton, you didn't probably have to take as seriously Mm. or with the same respect as Mm. what they are now. The league's got tougher Mm. over those eight years, he said, and the teams Mm. like Brighton are probably thinking top six is where they want to be. Could they maybe, you know... Affect the top four. It's amazing. With Europe, it might be tough, but but yeah, that's where we are with the Liverpool team, who similarly will want to be top four. Some are suggesting could maybe uh, go close to challenging. I'm still not quite sure that they're quite there yet, but um, it just shows the league, mate, and, and where we are, and that you know Brighton away now is is no longer a gimme. Mm. Brighton away is you got to earn your points there, and in the end. Liverpool will look at it and he said, you know, it's a point gained away at Brighton now rather than two lost. Yeah, I, I just... Listen, Robert, Trent Alexander-Arnold, he started again. Like, And I know Joe Gomez has played it right back and we've talked about this where mm. it feels like, yep, Joe Gomez isn't anywhere near as good, but they've kind of been solid. I look at the score 2-2, like two goals conceded by yeah. Liverpool. And I know the, 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 the goals were kind of results of set piece and a mistake out the back. Is there... Yeah. Is Trent going to be? Is he is he back now? Then at right back, Rob, are they going to have that advantage going forward with his passing? Yeah, he, he moved into midfield not as often. Not mm. he did that sort of move into midfield and came off seventy odd minutes. Gomez came on actually, yeah. uh, so I don't know if they're still nursing him through this injury. Yeah. And I don't know, obviously, with the international week, whether he'll travel or mm. whether they'll try and get him a bit of rest and get him fully fit. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't just, I don't think it's one of those where you can just, you know, we're, we're, no. we're saying, oh, Trent's position is, is a problem. Yeah, there's more than that. That yeah. midfield is, is is great when it attacks and goes forward, 
but you, it, it can be vulnerable, mate. Right? Yeah. The spaces in between either side of the six when you've got McAllister as a six, who's not his best role. I just wonder if Gravenberg at some time, mate, when he comes on, yeah. he, he didn't half eat yeah, the ground up well. Yeah. He's a big, tall, strong athlete. And I know at the moment with, with Klopp, that's a big role for somebody to fit. But I just wonder if down the road that might be his role and then it gives him a little bit more... Um, athleticism around around the middle of the park that you know they had back in the, the old days with um, Henderson and the likes in, in midfield. Mm. I mean, look, just looking at the table for them, they're three points off the top. Liverpool, three points off of the top, which is yeah. twenty points, which is Spurs yeah. and Arsenal. Liverpool on seventeen points, fourth in the league table, really early, finding the form. I like the, I like the front three that started today. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, Brighton too, Liverpool too. And just quickly on that point, Rob, about no easy games that Klopp talked about. He's so right. With the extra budget now available yeah. for Premier League teams, they got the staff to get great recruitment. They got the, they got the money to get good data. Mm. They got, I mean, it, it, they, they've got money to buy players. Like, with great recruitment and smart management of clubs, they're, they're more competitive now in this Premier League than, than ever before. And that's to his point, I think, like, these teams with lower budgets, in inverted commas, almost can make it up now with staff and, and cleverness about their recruitment. Mm. So, yeah, good good result, I guess, for, for Brighton 2-2. Um, Liverpool frustrated, maybe didn't get the three points. A couple of mistakes there for them. OK, moving on, Rob. Just They're kind of our headline games. Let's just move around here on the remaining results yeah. of the weekend. I mean, the first mm-hmm. one that's on our list here that, you know, again, it, it's, there's so much blimmin' to talk about, Rob. Burnley won, Chelsea 4. Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea are finding a way. They, they, I saw, we saw signs in the right. last couple of games with some, like the last podcast I think we did, Rob, it's like, well, this is yeah. it. This, this is yeah. bad. That's, that's, that's more like it. More connected front players look confident. It's continuing. Ryan Sterling, Rob, looked, again, it was one of them where there's games mm. going on at the same time. Every time I looked up at Chelsea, Ryan Sterling's ripping, ripping down the Sterling, outside, yeah. creating damage. He's, he's, he looks buzzing again. Well, apparently people have said that, so he, he, he didn't play in the Fulham game, did he, on Monday night, which I, I, I didn't see all the game, but apparently he didn't play against Fulham. Obviously, he got left out of the England squad, and, and yeah. some are suggesting like it, it, it's got he's got his back up, and he wants to show that he's yeah. still you know an important player for club and country. And you, exactly the same, mate. Every time I saw something good happening at Chelsea, he was involved. Whether it was him running past people, playing people in, you know, being involved in, in, in movements that were creating things for Chelsea to get four goals is important, Rob. And mm-hmm. I know some will say it's only Burnley, but it's important that they. Because conversion of their possession into goals is the key thing that's missing at the football yeah, club. Jackson yeah. gets his goal after coming up from um, thing. And Kunku, they're saying, is getting close to some kind of fitness oh, rocket okay. that okay. will be another boost if they can get him in. Um, you know, into maybe before we get into the, the sort of Christmas time, if they can get him back on, on the football pitch, all of a sudden it could look a little bit different. And um, a little credit as well, um, getting another player, probably a bit like McTonamy. Conor Gallagher, my friend, yeah, yeah. at Chelsea, was, it was captain in the football club, who is another player who probably many thought wouldn't be there. Some, some will argue he might not be quite the level of quality that they have. He wears the armband, was involved in, in goals, has bought a... I heard him do an interview last week after the Fulham game. A lot more mature, and he's almost. And he said, "I have to now because I'm one of the older players, even though I'm not that old. I'm one of the older players in this generation, and I, I got a set example for the younger players." And I thought, 
wow, here's a guy who at one time looked like he was out the door, who looks like he's, he, he may have a big role to play, Rob, with things moving forward. I've liked him from, from day one of Chelsea this season, Rob, when we, when we were there for the opening game against yeah. Liverpool. Listen, that team was struggling then. It struck, well, actually, they had a good day that day. They were, mm. they were OK in that draw. But then the team yeah. really struggled. Well, yeah. he, he continues to give mm. everything. And maybe that's why Pochettino gave him the armband. His energy in different roles yeah. in midfield, from a six to an eight to a number 10 to different positions, continues to work his socks off. And he deserved, every, he deserved everything he's got now. He's like, he's like, this is my chance at Chelsea. Absolutely. This is my yeah. chance. I don't, I don't want to be at Crystal Palace. So mm. with all due respect I want to be a Chelsea first team player and he's doing it he's really important Rob yeah. both sides of the, of the ball without the ball and with it I think there's a few things that's turning Chelsea around yeah. I think going to a back four we said it a few weeks ago Rob mm. is like you need Pochettino yeah, turn, up, wants, turn up the attacking yeah. dial like, you, need, you need more players going forward yeah. that's improved them Cole Palmer Cole Palmer Mm. Is a is a is a special little footballer, and I think he's added something different, something creative. You know, yeah. you've got either Mudrick or Sterling steaming down the outside on the left hand side. You've got Cole Palmer as something different on the other side, rolling inside, playing. You know, in the little spaces. I love that kind of combination. Um, and to be fair, the goal that he took, Nick, Nicholas Jackson, fair play. Didn't see that coming. The clever little drag yeah, back. Yeah, lovely fake, touch, drag back it? And Dragon. Score. Yeah, he's got lovely feet. He has he's got, got good it, feet. Well, at times he's looked good. At times he's given say. the blimmin' ball away. And I'm like, God, yeah, he's yeah. got... But anyway, yeah. so, so, you know, uh, you know to, to your point, Rob, you always thought it was going to take a long period of time. All of a sudden, something's yeah. clicked. Something's clicked. And I can't tell you how much that's mm. going to mean for the, for the pressure in the stadium, the pressure on the manager, and the pressure on people like... Ster- well, not maybe Sterling, but mm. Mudrick. You know, Mudrick came off the bench, I believe, in this game. You know, yeah, if they can get more yeah. confident, Enzo Fernandez looks looks like he's he's, he's yeah. given more for them. I like Amanda Broya. You know, whether he's going to be the centre forward or Nicholas Jackson going forward, I don't know. I like mm. Broya's fire in his belly and, and the pace that he's got as well. Yeah, and Moises Caicedo, Rob, I saw made a great tackle in midfield for one of their goals. Yeah. So every goal. you know yeah, maybe the, the key goals, players yeah. now just starting to find their feet. And Bur- you know, that, I, I know it's Burnley, but Burnley aren't easy op- opponents. That's an impressive victory, and Chelsea will go into this international break feeling much better about themselves. Mm. Well done, Chelsea, finding a way. They can climb the table, keep playing like and that. They come out of the they come out of the international break hosting Arsenal, my friend. Oh, which is a nice big game on the, yeah, on the uh, late Saturday game. So yeah, good game for them to to test themselves against one of the better teams in in the league. Let's move it to uh, London Stadium, West Ham, mate. Again, both teams in in, in Europe this week. Newcastle had that fantastic uh, win against PSG, West Ham in in Europa. Uh, Ended up 2-2. Suchak gets an early goal for for West Ham. He's starting to find his way back into the box and influence games. And then Alexander Isak's good form continued. Mm. He got himself a couple... Uh, of goals, Lo- lovely finish. Uh, the second one from a, a lovely ball from Trippier, mm. and and then Kudos comes in for West Ham mm. and gets him an equaliser, mate. And and it was interesting because I'm looking at these two teams, and it was one of those days where I fancied this one to be a one-one draw. I thought both after Europe, sometimes yep. a bit tired, maybe both get a goal. Um, West Ham sit seventh, mate, fourteen points. Newcastle sit eighth with thirteen points. Two managers, mate, who deserve a lot of credit for what they do, the way they're doing it. They're very different. They're at different ends of their managerial careers. But it's another reason what's great about the Premier League, mate. There's, there's no set way of doing things. And David Moyes makes the absolute most of the type of play he's got. And he's, there's, a, there's a tweak, there's a twist to West Ham. West Ham are not as... 
boring's probably the wrong word, but but not as pragmatic as people think. He's got players in that team and he's got players in that squad when he can use and, and change the way they play a bit more counter-attack. Happy to let sometimes the opposition have more possession, but they break forward, get numbers forward, midfield players getting there, wide players getting goal. So I, I just think it's a real nice juxtaposition to Eddie Howe, who's a bit of a purist, mm. but they're both getting the results doing the, the, a, a very different way. I, I thought it was a brilliant game, Rob. I thought it was a brilliant game, considering yeah. the European games and, you know, particularly Newcastle, well, that mm. PSG incredible game at St James's Park, they beat them, PSG yeah. 4-1, and they looked at, I thought they looked a little yeah. off it on the first half, and, and I didn't see that coming. Uh, I didn't see yeah. that. Excel, like, they jumped up about four gears in the second half, Newcastle. I don't mm. know whether it was a manager that said, listen, we, we don't want to be that team that plays a big game against St James's yeah. and then fours when we travel down to London for a oh, game like this. They were much, much better in the second half. And I think, you know, a, a fair play. Some of the football, some of the goals were brilliant. I mean, that, the, 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 the Kieran Trippier assist was one of my favourite assists of this yeah. season. The volleyed right into the path of Isaac. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. And from West Ham's point of view, Rob, it's, it's just... You know, sometimes, like being analysts that, that we are, sometimes it's hard to pick out what it is that makes a difference. West Ham United, for love nor money, last yeah. year, could find a groove, could find a rhythm, could find a, a path to success that they could continue. They'd tried different things and different players came in. All of a sudden, he's got, he's, you know, with the new players that came in on the Declan Rice money, Edson Alvarez and, and James Ward-Prowse in the midfield with Thomas Suchek scoring goals. There. Everything's like, oh, it's clicked in. It's clicked into place. Pakatar's still mm. quality. Jared Bowen's found his very best. They, they, they were excellent. They did win the European trophy last year, by the way, for all that I know in I'm, the league you say yeah, at times yeah, they, that they, they weren't yeah. But Yeah, I mean, he had success. And I think that's given him and the team a bit of belief and confidence. I mean, he was one of the first people saying, you know, he's going to get the sack and... He yeah. doesn't quite fit the mould of the current coaches or all. But I tell you, David Moyes, mate, is a little... There's, a, yeah. there's another underappreciated. Yeah. He's a little... He's, he's a, a grinder, right? Kind of he's a grinder. Who, who stand, absolutely stands for something else, mate. But I tell you, you put him in charge of your football club, I'm, I'm telling you, there's a few clubs down there, the Everton's of the world, who'd love yeah. to have David Moyes back, by yeah. the way. Yeah. They won't be sitting where they are uh, now. So, yeah, well done at, um, to West Ham. Good... Uh, two to draw with Newcastle um, and a good start to the season. Mm. Wolves won, Aston Villa won. Uh, Gary O'Neill's starting to get a couple of results for Wolves. I believe there was a little bit of something going on between the two managers oh, after the yeah, game. I, I think yeah. Gary O'Neill went across to shake hands. Unai wasn't happy. Apparently, yeah, there was something and nothing, which you know, nothing, how, how yeah. we all like to pick up. But uh, Wolves went ahead. He Chang Wang, I think five goals for him this season. Villa get uh, an equaliser with Tal Perez. Uh, Pau Torres yep. even um, mm. the centre back comes in and gets Villa a point again Villa uh, had European football Wolves picking up form so uh, point of piece in a, in a Midlands derby that you know is a decent point for both I think obviously Unai Emery and his Villa team would, would have been hoping for a few more yeah and just I'll, I'll transition that into next game Rob because Gary O'Neill Wolves manager Wolves was a troubling crisis mm. by the, the start of the season. The manager had walked out. Financial fair play issues. He went in there yeah. after being fired by Bournemouth. Bournemouth lost to Everton 3-0. Bournemouth <laughs> is second in the league mm. table. They've got three points yet to win a game. Five losses from their eight games with the new project and, and Andonia Ola that was brought in by the uh, management. I always yeah. felt, Bill Rob, Foley. this is going to be a, fascinate, Foley, yeah. a fascinating kind of watch. Mm. OK, Gary O'Neill did a brilliant job at Bournemouth. Oh, fired. Okay, somebody else gone in there, and then he went to Wolves. All right, then. Let's see, let's see who ends up yeah. best. And right now, as we look at the mm. table, Wolves are 14th, 
eight, eight points, five points ahead of Bournemouth. So Bill Foley's decision right yeah. now looks a a poor one, but we'll see. You know, of course, long way to go right now, and his, yeah. his style is very different. Mm. Um, but going to Everton, losing 3-0, there aren't many teams that do that at the moment. Fair play to Everton. Fair play to Everton. And Jack Harrison has is, is, is hit this team with a bang. Oh, lovely goal, wasn't it? Lovely, yeah, goal, lovely goal. Involved in the third goal. Believe that he was a brilliant signing for the club. Uh, I also believe that, you know, I think Everton are going to be okay. There's going to be, there's going to be hiccups along the way, but I feel they've got enough quality now, Rob, to... Yeah to not worry every week about that relegation three places in the league. Yeah. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Everton. I'd agree. And worrying alarm bells, I think, starting to ring against uh, at Bournemouth Football Club. Mm. And Abdullah Dekore, just a little man for him, mate. Yeah, every time they, they need right. something, this guy cups up. He, he's becoming really important. Another mm. team with, with a few uh, struggles, mate. They, they lost eight recently to... Newcastle, uh, Sheffield United uh, go down 3-1 to Fulham. Dick uh, over Reed with, with the goal for Fulham. Rob, Anthony Robinson with an own goal. And then Fodderman with an own goal as a shot that came back off, uh, I think it was some cleverly uh, off the ball and hit the goalkeeper. And then Willian mm. uh, gets the third goal. So it's a Sheffield United team, Rob, again. Uh, they sit bottom of the pack at, at the mm. moment, Paul Heckingbottoms. Going to be under a little bit of pressure, I think, with the, with the window coming. No wins, uh, one draw and seven defeats of the eight games so far this season. Um, he'll do well to come out the other side and, and mm. needs to pick up a pick, couple of results quickly, I would think, or mm. else you get the sense maybe the ownership group are, are there are not going to be happy you know, for this time to get back into the... Uh, to get themselves back in the Premier League and not want to uh, go, go back down again. And then finally, mate, it's at Sellers Park. Um, Nottingham Forest nil, Crystal Palace nil. Not the best mm, game in the not world. Sure we've got it? too much to say about that no. one, have we? No, we haven't. It mm. wasn't. It wasn't a great game. Bit of a bit of a uh, uh, stalemate there. Disappointing. I thought Forest, particularly second half, Rob, after looking the better team in the first half, just kind of like went flat. Yeah, couldn't believe it. Um, anyway, nil yeah. nil. Yeah. Um, but well, that's it. Pal- good that's point it. for Palace. They used to go top half of the yeah. table. Yep, yeah, uh, on twelve points. So listen, mate, great weekend. Uh, we're going to head into the international break with two North London teams sitting top of the table. Tottenham first, Arsenal second, as both win 1-0 at the weekend. Manchester United win in Fergie time on a sad weekend for all the Ferguson family. We send our best regards to those. And Sheffield United and Bournemouth, they are still looking for that first Premier League win in what's been a difficult start to the season. We're going to take a week off. We're going to pass all those Premier League players to Gareth Southgate and the international managers, take good care of them. Because they'll be back on October 21st and Sunday the 22nd when we'll have our next podcast and look back at the little matter of the Merseyside derby and Chelsea hosting Arsenal. But for now, I'm Earl, he's Musty, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night. I won't let my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis symptoms define me. Emerge as you. In two clinical studies, Trimphia guselcumab, taken by injection, provided 90% clearer skin at 16 weeks in 7 out of 10 adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. In a study, nearly 7 out of 10 patients with 90% clearer skin at 16 weeks were still clearer at 5 years. At 1 year and thereafter, patients and healthcare providers knew that Trimphia was being used. This may have increased results. Results may vary. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Trimphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. 
Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information at Tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.